0: You're listening to the Heart & Hustle Podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. In this show, we cover marketing, business, and entrepreneurship strategies while mixing it with some good girl chat and heart talk. And if you're new here, welcome, my friend. If you love this episode, please hit that subscribe button. We drop new episodes twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and it's our complete joy to just show up in your earbuds or your car speaker and serve the heck out of you all right now recently back in april we had our yearly executive retreat for our heart leadership team we spent two weeks in tulum mexico and it was amazing so much fruit was produced from that retreat not like literal fruit just like fruit of the of the like company anyways you get you get it (laughs) but we grew as leaders and we developed such a better connection with our core team members. And we had this idea that we thought it would be a really fun episode to take you kind of behind the scenes and tell you exactly what we did, how we structured our retreat, and how we grew as individuals and team members during that retreat, and just lots more. We have lots to say. Um, And this is going to be more of a conversational episode by nature, but I'm also really excited to bring you just a little bit like behind the curtain, in a sense, to the inner workings of our company, The Heart University. You know, our goals, how we're striving to achieve them, just how we structure the company, like all that good stuff. So um, if you're a CEO of your own company and are eager to learn how others structure and run their executive retreats, or you're just wanting to learn how to be a better leader and learn from what we've done, then keep on listening. I just, I hope you love this episode. It's going to be really fun. And just, I can't wait for this conversation. So let's get to it.
1: Then buckle up because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right. Welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. This is going to be a fun little uh, real chat. Yeah.
0: Well, we're recording this like literally two days after we just got back from this retreat. So it's very fresh. It's very fresh
1: it's, it's going to be delightful. It's like it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of was. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's start off. Let's just dive straight in and let's start off with like a little bit of a recap of kind of our history with retreats and all of that good stuff. So in 2019, Lindsay and I had our first uh, executive retreat in Hawaii. I flew out there and you have something to say. Go for I it. I have something to say. Okay. I just,
0: we started the heart as workshops yes. first yes. in 2018. So that's why I kind of we got our shiz together by 2019 and we were like, oh, we need an executive retreat. That's why there wasn't one in 2018.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we had our first executive retreat in Hawaii in 2019 and we learned a lot from that because we flew out there. We stayed at a hotel and it was just us. And then we had, Our executive assistant, Rachel, come out towards the end and we basically just brought her up to speed on like schedule and like just kind of just different
0: things. We like, and it was also really minimally priced because me and Rachel already lived in Hawaii. So really it was just you flying to
1: Hawaii. Well, and we stayed at a hotel, but it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. But it was like doable. Yeah, it was totally doable. But we learned a lot from that because we tried to cram so much into so little time. Didn't we try to do the entire retreat in like three to four days or something like that? It's because I think that's the only time we, I like, I was mega pregnant and you had like a wedding. I had like so many things on my
0: schedule at that point. It was like, we tried to literally fit you coming into Hawaii in like a weekend. Yeah, it was like, it was, we tried to do it in like three days or something
1: like that. But also it was our first one.
0: It was our first one and we were baby fresh. We didn't know what we were doing. Yes. And we had one team member. It was like, you know, it was like, it was was good. good.
1: That's what I'm sharing the experience Is, is us realizing at that point in time, we didn't have any real time for rest or relaxation. We didn't really get to connect with each other on like a friend level. We were immediately like straight to business. Like We did go to down. Duke's for
0: breakfast though because we stayed at the Lalo. Mm-hmm. If anyone knows Waikiki, we stayed at the Lalo. Mm-hmm. It's like super cute. It's so vibey. And we went to the Duke's, which is like the most one of the most popular places mm-hmm. in Waikiki. But Duke's breakfast, y'all, is popping. Yeah. Anyways, any- off topic. It was, it was fun. So that was 2019
1: and we just learned a lot from that. So in 2020... We didn't have one for obvious reasons, obviously, Uh, worldwide pandemic, unable to have a team retreat and an executive retreat.
0: But moving forward, our goal, we, we, in 2019, it was in April, ironically, also. And then this, this year it was in April, but our goal moving forward has always been to try to do it in January, just because Mm -hmm. like, you know, executive retreat is a yearly kind of like connection for the team for the yeah. leaders and it's like resetting hey, resetting for the yeah. new year setting goals for the new year so ideally it happens in january however january
1: 2021 we we i can't remember why you I were think moving, I was moving i was launching every swim and there was just a lot happening a lot was happening so we scheduled it in april again of this year yeah so the so. goal for 2022 is to
0: have it in january every year
1: after that yeah so we'll see if we hit that goal but uh yeah so this year. We had it in April. We went to Tulum, Mexico, um, which ironically the story behind that was a little funny. Oh, I'll tell the story. It's <laughs> real good. It was
0: originally going to be in Palm Springs. Cause I think that's in, in our minds, it was cheaper. It's
1: in America. Yeah. It, you don't have to it's fly close to me. It was close to another team member. It's like pretty easy for everyone to fly into like right. LAX area or Palm right. Springs. Right. And so then we, uh,
0: we were busy. Evie was launching Evie swim. I was moving again. So we just kind of slept on,
1: like we had a place booked, and then we didn't book it fast enough. Well, we had a place like in mind. We, oh, have, sorry, we were yeah. like, yes, we this is what we want. It's so vibey. It's so aesthetic. It'll fit the full team. We're so excited.
0: And then we slept on it too long and then it got booked. And so then yeah. we were trying to find somewhere else in Palm Springs. And then we kind of widened it to maybe San Diego or Encinitas. Like there were, and like nothing. It was we just like- We couldn't
1: find our aesthetic, which I know this sounds very, very bougie. This Let's sounds just be real. First world Let's problems. just be real about how bad this sounds. However- Lindsay and I both care a lot about aesthetics and as creatives and very visual people our environment around us really does like affect us especially for a team retreat where you're yes. like being rejuvenated and you're planning and goal setting yes. and so, it's supposed to be like relaxing but also inspiring and yeah. creativity flowing and all of that and so we were like we want it to be a place that is creatively like aesthetically and visually like inspiring to yes. us So So. (laughs) we were
0: having this conversation. Ironically, I was road tripping back home to Kansas. So I was ironically in Savannah, Georgia, where our executive... Uh, assistant, Rachel lives. And so I was at her house and me and Rachel, we, like, we were looking at Airbnbs and I was on a Zoom call with Evie and then Rachel had to go pick up her kids from school. So Rachel leaves, leaves me and <laughs> Evie alone, which maybe isn't the best decision to do. And in she was gone for maybe thirty minutes. And in, in, in that thirty minutes. <laughs> in, in that thirty minutes we changed our minds from Palm Springs and we were like, oh Tulum has more aesthetic options. Let's go to Tulum.
1: We're like, we're going to Mexico and Rachel comes back and she's like, what? And it she, was <laughs> she didn't have a passport. She was like, guys I don't have a passport and We're like, we'll expedite it <laughs> Immediately she pulls out our computer and starts like looking up how to get a passport
0: ASAP. (laughs) It's the funniest thing. Um, So yeah, that's how Mexico ended up happening. We just wanted it to be (laughs) vibey. Although I will say, hindsight 2020 is, in that haphazard decision of aesthetic, Yeah, I didn't think about Oh, currency, pesos. Yeah, I didn't think about the language. I didn't think. I mean, I've, I've been to other countries before, but yeah. just like it, there's a we friction like, that comes oh, with. Yeah, there's we friction like, that comes with like just going haphazardly to a new country.
1: Yeah, but it was really fun. I think it actually bonded us a lot as a team. Also, being in a new environment, we had to like work together to like yeah. you know safety and communication with other people. And where are we going to go eat? What kind of food? You know, like that type. Of, it was fun. It was. Yes. Very entertaining. So let's dive into actually the retreat part though instead of just the story time. Right, right, right. So what we did was we scheduled this and this was
0: going to be this way whether it was in Palm Springs or whether it was in Tulum. But Mm -hmm. location was irrelevant. (laughs) Yeah. And I think we really like this method and we'll probably continue to do it for future retreats. But we did two weeks total. The first week was just me and Evie. Mm -hmm. And then week two was the team flew out and joined us. Um, And what we kind of did was, uh, well, we're going to break down like the first week of what me and Evie did, especially Mm -hmm. like, as business partners, I don't know if I'm. I'm almost wondering, like, if you owned your own company. Well, you kind of do with Evy Swim. Yeah. Like, would you do it the same way? Would you
1: have a week of just like alone? Probably not a whole week, but yeah. I would. I definitely plan to have like an executive portion of the retreat and then a team portion. I feel like that would be so lonely. You just like fly to Mexico by yourself. I wouldn't probably maybe go by myself. I'm an extrovert. I would probably bring Landon, and the sole purpose of that thing would be me verbally processing with him. Poor. poor so business poor, partners poor are awesome. Poor guy. <laughs> I'm like, here, sit here while I talk. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I was realizing it's, like,
0: nice that we have business yes. partners so oh, that we could go together
1: so. and discuss
0: yeah. as the, like,
1: company leaders. Yes. But I will say, even if you don't have, like, a co-CEO or a business partner or anything like that, I still think doing this is super important. And if you're a verbal processor like I am, find somebody who can— Grab a friend you, off the street. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, so— I still think it's very, very important. So let's break it down. First week, what did we do? So the first two days when we first got to Mexico, we just rested. Yeah. Like for the first, what did I say, two days? Mm
0: -hmm. And I think that was mainly because we were in really busy seasons. But even if we weren't in busy seasons. we
1: scheduled that ahead of time because here's the thing that Lindsay and I have kind of realized. It's very easy for the two of us. We talk like every single day on a Zoom call on On Zoom calls, on slacks on, on all of these things on texts, like we talk regularly. However, it's very easy for us to just talk about business. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to be like, "Oh, have you, what about this? What about this? What about this? You know, like that type of thing. And it feels like we're connecting. But in reality, we're not building like the, a friendship, the, a relationship. We're building a partnership, which is great. There's absolutely time for that. But we scheduled this like a while ago, and we were like, we want to have time to just connect as friends, to just relax together, to hang out, to connect, to, you know, all of that. So that was the first couple days was not only rest and relaxation, but it was also like connection time and talking. How are you? How's life? All of that stuff. Yeah. And it was just, that's why we wanted someplace that was like beautiful and like restful with a pool.
0: Like we just wanted that time to chill. Yeah. So after we chilled, I think we were...
1: I think we even like cut our chill day like shorter, shorter because well, we were both so excited to work. We were, Literally, we got there and like day one, we were both just like already starting to talk about work stuff. And we kept having to be like, okay, don't talk about this. And we'll reel it back. <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss this when we're at, actually like working. And then like 30 minutes later, we'd be like, oh, but what about this? And like, we're so excited to like talk about work, which is a good thing. We love what we do and we love doing it together. Yeah. So it's really good. But yeah, we ended up cutting. Well, we also we were supposed, we had scheduled in a time to like actually podcast in Mexico and then we oh, switched yeah. it to here. So we actually had an extra day. That's true. So it was so supposed to be actually two days. Cut it. It was supposed to be two days of rest and we then did work. And well, it was supposed to be podcasting, then two days of rest, then work. And we ended up just doing two days of rest and then just starting work on the third day. But we had, when we got there, we were like, yes, we'll do three days of rest. And then we were both so eager. We were like, no, no, we got work.
0: <laughs> All right. So after we rested, the next four days before the team got there was basically us going through like business, high-level organizational structural stuff, which the heart desperately needed. Yeah. Um, And so we're just going to kind of walk you through a little bit of what we did. Basically, before we did this retreat, Evie back in January, I think, or December, I can't remember, had read the book Traction by Gino... Gino Wickham. Wickham. Um, If you are a business owner, if you own a company of any sort mm-hmm. and have plans on growing said company, yeah. read that book immediately. Yeah. It's such a good book. It's literally it's, like a course in a book. Yeah. It
1: exactly. like, it gives you every chapter, gives you like worksheets. So she freaked the hell out when she first <laughs> read it. I was like it's voice spamming, like voice message spamming Lindsay and being like, oh my gosh, we got to read this. I, 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 like. I think it's because when you read something,
0: that you that is so good and you know you're nowhere close to doing yeah. you're like, oh shoot.
1: Yeah, we need this. And I was like, I was like, Lindsay, you gotta read this. She's like, I'm in the middle of the book right now. I was like, drop the book, read this. <laughs> so yeah. we both read it heading into the retreat, which was really good because we both were obviously we we're always on the same page, but we were especially on the same page of like the structure of the retreat and what we needed to work on. And so but it also gave us almost like a course to work through exactly. or like worksheets to work
0: through yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. Which was very nice. Yeah. But so, before we get to like kind of that some questions that we asked ourselves like during those four days of just like chatting was, how are we feeling? Just mm-hmm. in ourselves, about the business, about our lives, like mm-hmm. how how are you doing? How are you feeling about what we're doing? Mm-hmm. um, What are we doing well? Mm-hmm. And what are we not doing well? I think that's a really important thing to ask yourself of like, And there was like a lot of things that the heart was not doing well that we can talk about later. But um, another question that we asked was, have any of our life goals changed? Like since we last had our retreat, like does the vision of the company match up with where our life
1: goals are going? Like all of that. Yeah. Is everything in alignment? Like, you know, just to having the conversation of how are you feeling about your workload within the heart? Like, you know, now that Evy Swim is launched, how, you know, how am I doing with like my time and balancing everything? Like, am I doing good? Do I need to shift anything? What about, you know, can we outsource a certain responsibility for me to, you know, hire on a new team member? Like things like that of just getting on the same page and communicating through like how we're doing, what we're doing, all of that and then we started really diving into the worksheets and going through like the traction book mm-hmm. um and there's like worksheets in there like one of the biggest is called the VTO which is the visionary traction organizer is that mm-hmm. right it's basically like one mega worksheet that you fill out that like gives you a
0: solid foundation for, for your, company. your company so the first thing on there is core values yeah. which sounds like fluffy and it sounds like I don't really need to do that, but you do.
1: It's like here at the Heart University, we value like, like
0: <laughs> which there is an element of, of that in the book of like talking to like corporate businesses, but you still need to apply it. Even if you're a solopreneur, like yeah. you still need to trickle it down and apply it to your business. Yeah. And a core value is like, it's, it's, it's words and descriptions that you kind mm-hmm. of hold everybody that works. For the company up to, you, the company as a whole up to, when you hire new people, you kind of measure them against those values. Like, do they have those values? Mm -hmm. So like for us, like one of them was humility. It Mm -hmm. was
1: creativity. Yeah. I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but I mean they're very fresh. So we still haven't memorized them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think it's it's like your compass. It's the thing that is guiding you through your business decisions, your hiring decisions, your, you know, your marketing decisions, like all of those things. It's how you assess like how how is this team member doing? Are they upholding our core values? Are they on the same page with our core values? Like all of that. So yeah. that was really helpful for us cuz Lindsay and I obviously are very much on the same page of everything. And so for us, it was very easy to be like, oh yeah, like, of course that's a core value. Like, of course we value humility. But when we actually sat down and went through the exercise, which was like, pull out, you know, create a list of three people within your organization who like, if you could clone them would lead you to market domination, whose character attributes and stuff like you just so value and then put their names on the list and then write out what character attributes like are, are so important to you slash stand out slash would lead you to that like market domination or whatever. And it, it kind of helps you come up with adjectives. Mm-hmm. And that, it was really fun yeah. to go through together because it was, you know, we both put a couple of the same people. We also did people outside of our organization. We went rogue. Um, well, it's because this, I think it was meant for a company of like probably 20 employees and yeah. it's like, well, we have five. <laughs> five core te- like, team members. Yeah. So not a ton to choose from. Um Yeah, so we ended up picking three outside of the organization too. And it was funny because on some of them, like Lindsay and I picked two totally different people, but for the exact same values. And so it was interesting, like Lindsay reading through hers, she was like, you know, a godly authority. And I like read through mine, like hers was a girl, mine was a guy. And both of us were like godly authority. And it was just fascinating to see, like we picked totally different people, but for the exact same core values. Um, So that was a really fun exercise and a really good way for us to get on the same page. And then to then be able to share it with our team and have that be like our, our central, like operating system almost of like this is what makes our company run
0: all right and then after we did our core values the next part of the vto like sheet is our core focus mm-hmm. um which the way that the book describes it is a core focus is the like the arrow compass of what mm-hmm. your company is pointing to But the core focus should apply to absolutely any industry. It shouldn't be niche specific. There's a section of it that is, it's like your core focus, we are striving to do this through and then your niche thing. So some like descriptors of a core Focus was like, it should be bigger than money. It should be bigger than just like yearly goals. It should make, it should have like a wow factor. It should have a jaw dropping factor. An aha, like
1: moment when people read it. They're yeah. like, oh, this is what it's all about. Right. And it excites them. And so that was really good. And we just kind of ideated. And it was, we were all so on the same page, even with the team. Every single one of us had like,
0: Yeah. Yes. Well, because we did this, we did this organized, or we, this is, we're going through week one. We did this together and then we kind of brought the team, which we'll talk about in a second, but we brought the team onto it. Mm -hmm. But when we went through it, we were like, why did we start the heart in the first place? Like at the core, it's like, at the beginning, it was like, oh, let's teach photographers originally to
1: have good businesses, but it was never succeed, yeah. that superficial. Like it always went deeper. And so is both why of us, we called it the heart university, like right. the heart of the company, the heart of business owners. Like there's so much, it went deeper than just education. Yeah, for sure. And so we, our mission at the heart is to bring heaven
0: to earth. That's yeah. what we yeah. wrote down. And basically the niche is then through creative business education. So like on our vision traction organizer, it says like, core focus to bring
1: heaven to earth through creative business education. Yeah. Um, Which is just such a cool thing for us and our team to look at and to focus on throughout everything that we're doing. Every decision we're making, every, you know, product we're creating, every service we're providing is all just like read and viewed through the lens of bringing heaven to earth. Yeah. Um, And it just gets us and our team so excited it gives us like that purpose, that focus, that passion. Um, So I just, so well, really And, then, things to say and then when that. our team got there and we had them do that same
0: exercise of like, hey, pick three people in the organization mm-hmm. and outside, yeah. write down descriptors as they were doing that, which that was actually the exercise for the core values, not the yeah. core focus. Yeah. However, both KT and Allie had like descriptions of, of I think us. Yeah. And it, they were like, y'all bring heaven to earth.
1: And when they said that, like our jaws dropped because we were like, well, we're very much aligned. <laughs> like <laughs> we're all on the same page of what's important to us and what our values are and what matters to us. So it was so, so cool. Yeah. So moving on, on the VTO list is next, like your 10 year, three year and one year goals and getting very specific with those. So those have to be measurable numbers and things. So it can't just be like in 10 years, we want to be successful, like, or anything (laughs) like that. It's like in 10 years, we want to have X, you know, X number of Annual revenue. We want to have, you know, X number of employees, X number of students served, you know, whatever. It's yeah. it doesn't always have to be about numbers, but something that's actually measurable. Numbers are easy because they are measurable and tangible. Mm-hmm. So we went through
0: on our tenure, and tenure should be the one that's like very scary. Yeah. It should be like reaching for the stars. Yeah. It but it also it's, it should it's make you genuinely, uncomfortable. It should, yeah, it should make you uncomfortable, but it's also genuinely where you want your business to go. Yeah. So we wrote down like revenue goal. We wrote down profit goal. We, we wrote, wrote down, down students. Like how, how many, many courses do we, we want, want to have? Yeah. How many students do we want to have? How many podcast downloads do we want to have? How mm-hmm. many, There's all the things. Like yeah. we just like took our company, everything that we're doing and tried to measure it as much as we could um, in, in 10 years. And then obviously wheeled that back to three years. Okay. In order to get to the 10 year goal, what do we need to have accomplished or what's our goal to have accomplished in three years? And three years should still be kind of a little bit reach for the stars a little bit. Yeah. Because it's still, you're trying to push yourself. Yeah. Um, and we just wrote down the exact same thing, like Revit, profit, measurables, all those things. Mm-hmm. And then for one year, he recommends in the book to make it very attainable. Yeah. Not Not that it should be hard, but it, or shouldn't be hard, but it should be, you shouldn't like do something that's
1: astronomical that you're probably not going to, like you want to hit your one year goal. Um, and you want your team to be able to feel like it's doable, yeah. and yourself to feel like it's doable. You don't want to be looking at something, and be like, oh, "Okay, if a miracle happens, I'll be able to hit it." But like, man, I would love to hit it. Like, that's not the point. The yeah. point is, okay, if I figure out my strategy and get my ish together, I can totally hit this number. Yeah, like which is the goal. So we went through. We the whole week was with Lindsay and I with the team too, but obviously we're talking about the executive retreat portion with Lindsay and I, it was very much like lots of prayer, lots of partnering with the Holy Spirit. We would get stuck at certain points, um, you know, like on the 10-year goal list or something. We, We had some goals from the 2019 retreat and like you know, visions that the Lord had given us and just ideas of things that we wanted to do. And and it wasn't matching up. It wasn't matching up. Something wasn't clicking for us of like old visions and goals and things that we had on our lists. And then kind of where we were at currently slash life seasons that we were in all these things. And we were both kind of like, we were discussing back and forth and we were like, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And it was just a disconnect. And then you stopped, and you were like, <clears> oh wait, we didn't pray. I was like, I know. I think I just stopped and started praying. Didn't I? Well, you prefaced it. Oh, did you I? we are like, we need to pray. Okay, I think. I was like, we need to pray. And I just started praying. Um, And it was super, it was just super cool in that moment. Like, I started praying. And as I was praying, the Lord spoke to my heart and was like, I'm dropping something in Lindsay's heart. And I was like, okay. And, and then like and, literally as
0: she's praying, like the Lord gave me a vision and like basically gave me the answer to our problem. Yeah. Of like, because we were like stuck and it felt like we were going up against a wall and we were like, well, okay, how do we, where we are now? And our ten-year vision, like that, doesn't like that doesn't connect. Yeah, and literally, like the Lord just like dropped me the answer. And when she stopped praying, I like put my hands out, and I was like, I have it.
1: She was Lindsay was like, I got it, and I was like, Well, okay, clearly I heard from the Lord there because it was it was just fun. So that was a, just a snippet into like what a lot of this week looked yeah. like of just praying. It's, just, it's like sessions. wild. It's wild that like, you don't think you're like, oh, I should pray. And it's like, well, things happen when you pray. Yeah. It's (laughs) the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, I know like we've said this a lot and it could sound like fluffy or cheesy or sappy or whatever, but doing business with doing life, but like in business, I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, God's my, my God in my life, but not in my work. And it's like, stupid (laughs) no, that is not how it should be. God is not God just on Sunday morning. Yeah. Like Like the Lord is the best CEO you can ever have over your company. He has all of the answers, he has all the strategies, he has all of the vision, he has everything you need in your business for success, for sustainability, for impact, for purpose in the palm of his hands. And he's just asking, waiting for you to ask for it. And so it's really, really fun to partner with him. So, and it just is so reflective of like, we were
0: struggling and then we prayed and then he was like, uh, you could have just prayed at the beginning.
1: (laughs) It's very easy, especially when Lindsay and I are like so excited and we'll like wake up or something and like, we'll be cooking breakfast. And the next thing you know, we're like already talking work. It's very easy for us to like get caught up in it. But, um, yeah. Okay, well, the next
0: part of the VTO, once you do 10-year, three-year, and one-year, especially once you have that one-year goal, um, Traction basically calls it rocks. He, I don't know. I can't remember the reason. He has like a picture analogy of why he yeah, calls, why he calls it rocks. Yeah, it's like but- a, if
1: you have a vase or something like that and you fill it, if you fill it first with sand and and then, water, and then or water, sand, pebbles, and then you won't have any space for the rocks. But if you put it, the rocks in first. first, and then you put sand. the pebbles around it, and then you put the sand around that, yeah. and then you put the water in or something like that, it, it all fits. fits. So, so basically, rocks are 90-day goals. So mm-hmm. it's
0: basically taking a year, which a lot of like planners and goal-setting things do this. It's like, take one year, and then break it down into 90 days. Then you have four quarters, which is mm-hmm. kind of how businesses typically work. Um, yeah, and so... Great. We didn't do the rocks ourselves. We waited for the team because we, again, as leaders, something that we're realizing is not just like creating this company and making it everything that we want, and, and it's then all just about like us. it's all about us, and then coming to our team and being like, "This is what we're doing." It's like, no, we want to have employees and people working for the heart that have buy-in mm-hmm. that that feel like they're they have say in they the They have company. say that yeah, they're,
1: they're they're part of building this.
0: They have. Yeah, exactly. And so we left those blank. We came up with one year goals, but even when the team got there, we kind of went through it all again. And we were like, Hey, this is what we're thinking for 10 year. This is what we're thinking for three year. But we kind of like, want to get your thoughts on like, what do you guys want for one year? And then from one year when the team got there, we went through rocks and then issues, basically issues. It's just like, what's going to get in our way to get our 90 day goals Mm -hmm. and then even a year goal done. Um, So that's what we did. And that's kind of what the VTO was. That was just like, even that in and of itself, as we were done with that, I was like, even before the team got there, I was yeah. like, we just got so much better.
1: <laughs> yeah, we just got so much more clear yeah. and, and so much more focused. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot of other stuff that goes into that and into the other worksheets and all sorts of things too. But um, that was just a glance into one of the biggest that we worked yeah. through and had to fill out. And that had a lot of, multiple days were spent on just the VTO. Yeah. Um. And then one of the biggest things for us that we kind of realized that, you know, traction really teaches that you need to do, but Lindsay and I were also just like, oh, we really aren't doing this and we really aren't doing this well at all, is weekly meetings. Um, Like, we weren't doing them at all. We had, like, a bi-weekly podcast meeting. But that's only, like, one aspect of the heart. Yes. And then we had our own individual, like, check-ins with Rachel as our executive assistants, like, under Evelyn Grace and Lindsay Roman. Right. Um, But for us... As a heart team, all of our team members getting on the same page. It feels stupid now that I'm like, oh, we didn't do that. (laughs) Yeah. We're living and learning. And we're being honest with you guys on the journey. Um, So that was one of the biggest things that even when we were discussing with the team later— like, how are you feeling? What are we doing well? What are we doing poorly? How can we improve? Like that type of like one-on-one conversations with each team member. Something that consistently came up was like some, one of the team members saying like, I kind of feel out of the loop. Like, I don't really know what's happening. Like I'm over here as a remote team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like, I'm over here working on this one project, but then I'll hear like the X project is happening, but I was still working on Y and like, I don't need to be involved with X, but knowing X is happening is good for me to know. You know, that type of thing that we were, Lindsay and I were like, oh, humbling moment. Like really didn't do that well as leaders. Right. Um, so, So like moving forward after
0: the heart, or the like executive retreat, we're like, okay, no, we will implement a weekly meeting Mm -hmm. with like all five of us core team members. I don't think like, and maybe if independent contractors need to be in on those meetings at certain times, they can. But I think like just setting up a regular core foundational weekly meeting and the traction book says like, it should be every week at the exact same day, exact same time. Same start time, same
1: end time. Right.
0: and, And the only exceptions to that are vacation or death. Yeah. And I'm like, that's valid. And so- We have, we actually, because we're like just fresh off the retreat, we actually haven't had the first like weekly meeting. This podcast is very fresh Yeah,
1: (laughs) as far as like a recap. This is the week for us to all kind of like settle back in, get into our workflows again, and then starting next week, it's going to be like, bam,
0: weekly meetings. No We should do like another podcast episode in the
1: future of like, how are we doing? How are we doing on these? Let us know if you would like that. That would be fun.
0: Did somebody say apparel? Yeah. Yeah, we did. This past year, we've been working on adding some beautiful branded comfy clothes to the heart shop. And the time my friend has finally come. We just launched an epic collection with custom designs created with you in mind. We've got t-shirts, crop tops, sweatshirts, mugs, hats, and more all created with intentional
1: designs you can rock in your everyday life. We intentionally designed these pieces to remind you of how capable you are, how loved you are, and that you can chase after your wildest dreams, because you were made to do big things in this life. You were made to be a world changer, and now you have some cute apparel to remind you of those powerful truths.
0: Now. Obviously, this is a podcast and we can't show you how cute as heck these pieces are on the show. So run, don't walk to the heart shop to check out our brand new collection of apparel and more. You can head to www.theheartuniversity.com forward slash apparel to grab your favorite pieces today.
1: Okay. So moving on, weekly meetings need to be implemented. And then in those me- weekly meetings, it, we're going to be implementing a thing called a scorecard, which Traction talks about. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this stuff you can go way more in depth in on traction, but we're just sharing how we did it with our retreat and like how we implemented it personally. Um, so the scorecard is like measurable numbers and goals and things that we want to be seeing and discussing every week and going through, like how are our podcast downloads doing? How, you know, how many sales did we make this the past week? How, you know, whatever we have, uh, we went through and created all of those measurables and those numbers that we want to see. And then we assigned certain people to be responsible for like bringing in those numbers. So you know, our podcast manager, Ali is going to be bringing in the podcast downloads every week. So we can see like, how are we doing? How are we growing? Um, you know, how is, how are certain episodes doing like all that stuff? Um, and there's a lot more that goes into that scorecard, but that's a really great way to at a glance every week see how we're doing. Yeah. Um well and a lot of those
0: scorecard numbers relate directly to yearly goals and yeah. even 90 day goals. Yeah. Like for example, we have a yearly goal. I can't remember the number off the top of my head to get like an average number of downloads per episode on the podcast. On the podcast. Yeah. We have a yearly goal to get the heart's Instagram followers to a certain number. Yeah. And then like KT has dominion over, not dominion. I keep saying that word. I don't know what, control? Responsibility? Yeah. Responsibility. Like, KT, since she's our social media manager that runs the Heart podcast, or sorry, the Heart Instagram, she's responsible for, like, that's her own personal Mm-hmm. like goal for 90 days. And then a year is to get it to that number. Yeah. And then every week for the scorecard, like she's responsible bringing that number and being like, how did we do this week? Yeah. Same with Ali with the podcast downloads. And like, mm-hmm. we have a lot more numbers, but we were not doing mainly again, because we weren't doing weekly meetings. Like we weren't doing any like measurables of, of numbers at all. Yeah, And literally as we even came up with the numbers of our scorecard, like even just like, Hey, what's our bank bank account at? Mm-hmm. What's, like
1: uh, the cash flow or like yeah how many sales are we making a day through you know passive revenue like the heart shop and courses right. and stuff that are live and evergreen right now and all of that stuff it just gives you such a good pulse on your business like weekly yeah
0: that we were literally like why after, have we not done this? after we did it though i literally was like oh, we're so good. Like <laughs> we haven't done anything, but I've already feel like we're going to be so much more organized just by having those numbers brought to a weekly meeting mm-hmm. every
1: week. And it gives you so much clarity and it helps you see like, what are, what are we doing well? Yeah. What do we need to change? Like on a weekly basis and not just in a panicked, like, you know, reactive mode, but yeah. we're being proactive with our numbers and our goals. So. I think
0: some of the examples in the book even, and I think we put this on our scorecard, I'm pretty sure, is like, Number of complaints. Cause like mm-hmm. you almost want to even look at like the negative aspects. Like, hey, yep. is there anything that we're not doing well? Hey, did we have a lot of either missed payments for courses this week or or negative reviews or something mm-hmm. like that? That, like, hey, that keeps us in alignment. Also on the other side of like, oh, we're doing something bad, not yeah. necessarily
1: something good. Yep. Amen. So yeah, that was uh the scorecard that we're gonna be implementing in our weekly meetings. And then just a few more things that like Lindsay and I really like sat down on our executive retreat and discussed were like how can we make our courses in the future even better? How can we structure them differently? You know, what are the, the topics and the courses that we're thinking in what order we want to be putting out? Um, are there any hires that we, you know, foresee in the near future? What are kind of the next steps on the new team members we're going to be bringing on and discussing different positions and like all of that? And then Lindsay, do you want to cover the rest? Yeah. Um, we also asked each other, like, how can we fully support our team members
0: that are already on our team better than Mm -hmm. we have already? Um, and then we talked more to them when they also got there, but even before they got there, we were just like, what are we doing well? Is there any way that we can encourage them, encourage their ideas, like facilitate creativity? Like what are we doing not good as leaders and what we can do better or Mm -hmm. what can we do better? Um, and then we also chatted just like logisticals of, hey th- what does this year look like for you and your life or me in my life like I'm pregnant I'm gonna need a maternity leave mm-hmm. come like o- October and after a little mm-hmm. bit and so it's like okay we need to plan the in to yeah and like
1: you- I've I've had a crazy spring I want some time off this summer I don't want to be like right just go 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 this summer like I need to take a break which kind of goes back to like more of a life chat but in a business perspective yeah. so we were like okay like we talked maybe in the life chat that we you know you want a maternity leave I want like a little like time off. Yeah. And so on the logistical side, it was like, okay, so can you handle this launch or, you know, running the company for this month while I'm out of office? And then, you know, I'll handle this launch or this hand, you know, this season or whatever, while you're on maternity leave, like that type of thing of discussing and then kind of shifting and figuring out our calendar around that. And then another big thing that we discussed just breezing past this super fast, cause it was a beast was our team members and assessing How are they? How are we seeing them do in their position? Do we want to shift them over to another position? Basically, do we have the right person in the right position in yeah. the company? And is there any other way that we can support their their skill set even better by yeah. shifting them to another position, giving them less responsibility, more responsibility, like anything like that. So we kind of discussed that in the executive portion and then we carried that over to the team portion as well and yeah. discussed with the team members as well. So We have a good example that we can share, but I'll share that maybe when we get to the team
0: portion because that's kind of everything that we did. Together. Mm -hmm. And then we had like one last day of like kind of like that was chill before the team came. And so then they came literally a week later after we landed in Tulum. Mm -hmm. They all got there. So like that day was just basically spent switching Airbnbs because we obviously needed a bigger one to accommodate the team mm-hmm. um we just did logistical things we got groceries got more cash all that mm-hmm. and then they got there that night and we had a, like a charcuterie board with wine set up for them so it was just like a fun chill day we were like they probably don't want to go out into Tulum or to like a yeah. resort like r- uh restaurant when they've traveled all day so yeah we just gave them like a chill a, dinner yeah chill dinner charcuterie board and then the next two days like so basically the first full two days that they were there it was kind of almost opposite of what we did it. We did Mm. it like, hey, let's dive into work with them. Let's catch them up on everything that we did. Let's talk to them, have good conversation, good work meetings. And then the last two days were spent like doing fun things and just like like exploring, resting, all of that. Um, And so we can kind of dive into a little bit of what we did on those two catch-up days of work. Um, Do you want
1: to start? Yeah. So the first day we really sat them down and we kind of went over the majority, like the overview of everything that Lindsay and I had discussed. So going over, explaining like the the parts of the VTO that we had done and what we were going to probably want their input on and explaining. In hindsight, we also realized this because Rachel, our assistant, was like, hey, like in the future, it would probably be helpful to ha- have made the team or ha- had the team read the book yeah. or the sections of the book before they came. And Lindsay and I were like, oh. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Because like, we, we
0: didn't even think of that. <laughs> well, because as we were going through the organization, like the VTO, Mm -hmm. I was like reading what a core focus meant. I was reading what a core value meant. Yeah. And like Rachel was like, you could have just had them read it.
1: (laughs) I think we also thought that like all of that stuff was going to be just us. And then as we were going through it, we were like, no, this shouldn't be just about us. This needs to be, our team needs to be brought into this. So I didn't go in planning to like, fill out the spread, like the sheets with the whole team. I thought it was going to be just us, but that was again, a learning experience for us where we're like, Oh, you know, we should maybe plan that stuff out a little bit ahead of time or like have a couple meetings before the retreat to be like, do we want the team to read certain books or like anything like that? Um, so yeah, good, good learning experiences for us. But yeah, we walked them through, you know, the VTO and our like, core values exercise. We had them do that. We kind of explained like our 10 year goals and what we were really thinking as a company, how the Lord had like moved in our hearts and shifted stuff and given us answers and, you know, all of those things, which was really good. Um, and then we kind of sat down and we're like, okay, we're going to need your help with all of th- these different things and kind of work yeah. through like, you know, the, the one year goals and reshifting those around and the core values and, you know, adjusting. We adjusted like a couple of those with the team. Yeah. Um, and then what else did we do day one? Was that it?
0: Well, some of, some of that like fell to day two because we really wanted yeah. to do the one-on-ones on day one just to get caught up with each of them. Mm-hmm. Um, So some of like developing like the rocks for the company, like the 90-day goals for the company and the 90-day goals for each person kind of fell to day two. Yes. Um, but after we kind of did that VTO, we had lunch, we took a break and then we sat down with each one of them individually. So right now there's only three members like in, other than us two. Employees, yeah. Employees, yeah. Um, And we just did that to... Catch up, like because we're a remote team, we wanted to see like how are you feeling? Do you like the work that you're doing? How are are we doing a good job leading you? Are we not? Mm-hmm. Is there anything that we can do better? Is there anything that we can do to support you in what you're doing? And so a good example of like what Evie said earlier was well, like having the right people in the right seats. Of like, hey, are you loving what you're doing? Are you thriving? Is like your because our goal is for any of our team members, what they're doing, we, we want that to be their dream job. We want it to be bringing them life. Right, exactly. Um. Oh, I guess another question we asked was like, hey, do you foresee yourself with the heart long-term or do you have other goals and dreams that, that you want to eventually support. do? Yeah, Um. because we never want to like, we love our team, but we never want to like, keep them like so tight to us
1: selfishly when that's maybe not what God has for them for their whole life. Like um, our, our vision and our passion for our team is that they are walking in God's call for them. And if that's with us, that literally makes us so happy. But if that's not with us, like bless you go. Like we want to support you and cheer like that team member on in like what God has for them. Yeah. So we were just kind of touching base on that. And like, is there anything else that God has on your heart? Is there anything else that you're like longing for or working towards or aiming for like that we can support or, you know, come alongside you in? Yeah. Um, so just touching base with things like that.
0: Yeah. So, um, a good example of like the right person in the right seat, or are you thriving in your position? Um, our content creator slash social media manager, KT, she's incredible. She has ran the heart Instagram mm-hmm. since, she became my intern and then slowly integrated into the heart uh, in like fall, it was like September 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's ironic because one of the things that like social media is is a job for her. Like she's so good at it, Mm -hmm. but she was sharing like, hey, like, I love more intense project-based work, yeah. whereas social media is more of like a repetitive mundane. It's not necessarily mundane, but it's like something that you do have to do every day yeah. that's like little. Yeah. And she she thrives in projects that are a little bit more like long-term. Like she edits our videos for our course. Well, she hasn't done that yet. She will. Um, but like long-term things like that or editing a PDF that's going to go in the course or something like that that's just a little bit more project-based work versus like mundane daily work. Um, and so that's like helpful for us to know. It's like, Hey, okay. And so we ideated like Mm -hmm. during the retreat, Oh, Hey, for this new project coming up, you could maybe do this. That would put you in a position that you're thriving. Um, and even like foreseeing like, Hey, right now social media is, is your domain, but we could see in the future, like elevating you somewhere else. And then maybe hiring on a social media manager, just like things like that. And like getting their feedback, I think is super helpful. Yeah. Um, and then something else that i think that was really eye opening is giving your team members like authority and like reminding them of what they're doing because i remember even in that one on one with kt mm-hmm. we, she was like well we we told her like when you joined the heart we were at 6000 followers and you now have got it to 23000 in like a year mm-hmm. and it, it, like she was like well you got you guys just like push all of your followers to the heart and we're like uh no No one would follow the heart if you're not posting consistently daily, giving value, like, that's all you, KT. And, like, just, like, giving her that permission or not,
1: That just the reminder, I think. Yeah. Of, like, no, you have grown the heart. The ownership. Right. That was you. And she was, like... Oh, I just, I never thought of that. She's like, I always just thought it was you guys. Like, I didn't think my work was mattering in that way, which was really cool for us to be like, uh, no, that was totally you. So those, we did the one-on-one meetings on day one. Those were so good for us to just touch base individually with each team member and just kind of see, like, we had sent them a list of questions ahead of time to, like, kind of prepare, um, And then day two was really us just diving deep into a lot of the logistical things of like, okay, let's like, if we're reassigning certain like positions or certain seats and like, you know, shifting around, like, okay, Rachel's been handling all of this, but let's hand some of that to Allie. Um, You know, that type of thing was really, really good for us. Um, And then we went through and like finished out our one-year goals, our rocks, our issues, all of that, the accountability chart, which is also another worksheet in there, which is basically who's doing what and... in mm-hmm. what position, who reports to who, like all of that logistical stuff.
0: I think I also, I had this idea that like in Mexico, just in like literal two days that we had to work with the team, we would just get like every single issue
1: ever <laughs> fig- that the heart ever had figured out and like solve. Lindsay was like, every single process in our company is going to be documented and clear by the end of these two days. And we were like, no. Uh, what? <laughs> it just like, I'm I'm expect. I was just like, it was expecting too much um he's like, we will ha- walk away from this and never have an issue in our company ever again
0: <laughs> <laughs> but i think what we realized with talking to the team even with just me and evie was like something that the heart is not good at is processes mm-hmm. like like a workflow process which i think the best process we do is the podcast like yeah. we record it and then honestly we outline and record and honestly then Allie takes care of everything else she yeah, sends it to hayden to teams. edit it yeah she does, like, all the graphics. She posts to Instagram. She makes it go live. Like, she writes up the show notes. Like, but there's a process. And maybe that's just because it really only deals with, like, two people. Or, like, us two and then her. Yeah. And then kind of a few other people. But, yeah, that's, like, the only b- process that's kind of documented. It has, clear, like, a regular, yeah. clear process. And so we were like, how can we take that same like idea of like having a workflow that's almost automated and give it to every other aspect of the company. So like social media would be a really great example. Something that KT always runs into is like, hey, in order to grow the heart, like I can use photos of you guys and I can make graphics, but like reels are popping. Mm-hmm. But in order to make reels on the heart, like I kind of need y'all to make them. And it's like, we don't have a process for that, which is why like it just falls to the back burner because we're not
1: we're not prioritizing yeah. time like, oh, okay, to actually we'll film a reel later. Yeah, right. Yeah. So there was a lot of stuff that we talked through on our processes, on all of that. And it was just a, an intense, but really good two yeah. days. I think we asked the team later and I think like Rachel was like, I think another day of work would have been good. And yeah. I think maybe in the future it would. Cause two days was kind of, kind of fast a bit tight. and tight and like fast paced, but it was good. And then the final two days were just chill and rest and fun activities. And we, Went and saw some cenotes and we went to some Mayan ruins and... Took a boat ride. We took snorkeled. a boat ride, snorkeled, um, sat out at the beach. The final day, we rented some cabanas at like a beach club along one of the resorts and literally just all like sat in the sun. We read, we talked, we slept. Like And then me and Rachel got burnt out of our minds. Yeah, y'all got real burnt. <laughs> real burnt. I actually wonder how her sunburn is doing if she's blistering. Oh, we blistering. should ask her. We should ask her. Okay. okay anyways, um... Yeah. So the last couple of days were just rest. And, uh, Katie actually said at one point, she was like, I'm so glad we did it this way where we worked first and then rested. Um, so, and I think that was a really good thing to do with the team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was just kind of like an overview. I feel like I have to take a deep breath overview of our, uh, executive and team retreats this year and just kind of how we structured it. I'm sure as we continue to grow, and do more retreats in the future, like stuff's going to change. We're going to find new systems that work well and, you know, make it a little bit longer or rearrange our timelines or our structure of it. But, um, yeah, I just, I want to encourage any entrepreneur out there, whether you have like one independent contractor or five employees, or you're just doing it all on your own, um, having time set aside to actually go through and create like a vision for your company and a structure yeah. for your company and start documenting your processes now, especially as a solopreneur, like start docu- documenting like your social media process, your emailing process, your client experience process, like all of those things. Because then when you bring team members on, there's documentation there. You have a system that you can hand over and be like, here's what I do and why. Yeah. Um. Well, and I would say even like, you can look at us and be like,
0: oh, y'all like, the whole team went to Tulum and it was like this whole thing. Well, and if you're a solopreneur, it might not look like that. It might look like you just like booking an Airbnb or if you're just like trying to save money, just do it at your house just having that intentional time to sit down. And even if you're a solopreneur and it's just you going through your VTO, knowing what your core values and your core mission is, because even if it's just you, that's still important. 10 year, three year and one year goal is still important because you're just because you're at the beginning stage doesn't mean that it's any less valuable to do this work. Um, Although I know when you read, if you're a solopreneur and you read traction, it, it might be like a little bit like, whoa, cause it's, it's very much talking to like more of a corporate type of company. I think he said his like ideal client that he usually teaches is like a company that makes anywhere from like 2 million to 40 million or something like that, which we don't even fall really into that. And he was like, oh, like you need to have 10 minutes. You don't need to, but he's like, usually this works best for like a company that has like. 10 10 team members to like 200. Yeah. And so it's, it is a little bit taught to a high level type of company, but it's still like the principles applied are still so freaking valuable. Like even having a scorecard, like even if it's just you, it doesn't, yeah, you won't have a meeting with like your team, but you can still sit down every week and go over it and like see how you're doing. Yeah, Yeah. It just, you look at it a little bit differently. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like that was kind of it. I, I mean, that was it. I was just a, a dump of information. We Well, and I want to know if you guys liked this episode
0: and want us later this year to do like a re- a review of like, hey, everything that we said we're going to do. Because like literally everything that we just ideated on this team retreat, because we're recording this so fresh off of it, we haven't actually implemented any of it yet, hardly. So if you want us to do like a recap like later, maybe in September or October or whatever, mm-hmm. of like, hey, how are you doing since that team retreat? Let us know if you want to do that. Like, leave a review, that tell us, or tell us in the podcast Facebook group or hop in the hearts DMs. Yeah. Um, all of that is in the show notes, but we, we want to hear your feedback um, of just like what you thought about this episode. If you learned anything, like, if this was eye opening to see, like, just behind the scenes of our processes of how we structure our retreat, but then also how we kind of structure our company by default. Um, We would just love to hear what you guys think.
1: Yeah. All right. I think that's it for today. This is a very abrupt ending, but you know, we're just rolling with it. Um, We will see you friend on the next episode. And in the meantime, feel free to come chat with us over on the Heart and Hustle Facebook group or DMs or anything like that. We love connecting with you and we will see you on the next show.